T-Fury is the original pop culture t-shirt destination since 2008. You can snag their shirts for only 24 hours starting at midnight. Are you missing a shirt from the past and want to get it again? Maybe uh, a Knight Rider shirt with Kit the car in it? Or maybe an old Dallas t-shirt? Head to the T-Fury Gallery where you can buy some old designs still in print and vote on others to come back from the dead. T-Fury shirts cover all your favorite topics and fandoms. And don't forget the T-Fury After Hours sale. If you miss the day's shirt by only a little, they keep the sale going into the wee hours of the morning just for you. Check out tfury.com. That's T-E-E-F-U-R-Y.com slash Nerdist and see what today's shirt is all about. Now entering... Nerdist.com Answering the questions you don't have. Deep conversations in the shallow end. Two men with lots of ideas and less than an hour. Intelligent-ish. This is cashing in with TJ Miller. But in dun 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 Welcome to Cashing In with TJ Miller. I'm Cash Levy. And thank you for having me on the program. I'm TJ Miller. It's so exciting. Thank you for coming on the show. Listen, you know, a lot of people come up to me in the street and they look at me and they sort of mirror my movements. To kind of mess with me, and uh, so it's great to be here. Yeah, we're gonna we're gonna you know what we're gonna do? We're gonna throw out a bunch of meritless opinions. Meritless will taunt the children of the tree of knowledge. Yeah, the shrubs. That's of the right. Tree of and we're gonna change your life one podcast at a time. We're gonna move along to practical living in the modern age. Did you forget the <laughs> category halfway through? You had to read it. <laughs> yeah, you did. You had to move had to read it. You had to There's shuffle even some a period papers, at the end of it. I, uh, I totally had to read it. I had to find it. I'm like, what is this section called? <laughs> um, guys, um, what do you think? Do you think that the... I think that one great way to kind of pick up the energy at a party is to not have me take this much time to get this idea out. Um, I think you pick up the energy to party by pulling out the smallest thing possible to air jam on and just air jam on it. Okay? I think it's more exciting. Yeah, everyone grabs a tennis racket or a baseball bat. I think, you like grab, I think you grab like a piece of gum or a toothpick and you start air jamming on a couch. And I think that gets people's attention. And like, that's the guy that does the really mini air jammings. You know? I would love if it was just like a cube of cheese. Oh, it's a yeah, cube yeah. of cheese. And you, you, you use make a, the you noise. You know what I like doing it on? a toothpick as the yeah. pick. And you know what I like doing? You know what I like to you know what I like doing it with? Open up a matchbook. Do it on there. Yeah. Ooh, and then that's cool. turn the matchbook around and act like the matches are keys to a piano. Mm-hmm. <laughs> You've got two instruments in a matchbook you can play with. Well, you're also even use it as a flute. Doesn't work as well. Every party Doesn't that work. you're at, or else it's not a party. <laughs> a flute. A flute. It's hard. It's not long enough, you know? So what do you think, guys? I think it's great. That's a practical living in the modern age. That's Just, a good this one. is the way where you make your life better. Here's another one. And yeah. we've talked about this. Okay. Things that you can yell loudly 
at a party that sort of get people talking. Oh know? yeah, we did that. We yeah. talked about that, but I, I I think a new one lately. I think I, I already did it on this podcast. But my favorite to yell out and you just leave the party. And if you heard, forgive me if you've already heard this one, but it's a great thing to do. You want to leave a party. You want people to remember you and talk <laughs> about you afterwards. You know, what good is it to go to a party and I'm no one going, what the, what's up with that guy? What was that deal? <laughs> so you stand up in the middle of the party, midway through, and you just scream out, that's not how you spell parade. <laughs> and then you just bail. And like, probably it's best to throw something down. Throw a little mini tantrum as you walk out, right? Throw a picture down or that's knock awesome. something over as you walk out. People will talk about you. Oh, yeah. Do you think it's a literal? Do you think they're like, is he literally spelling parade? Or were you saying, well, the way I spell parade is celebration, happiness, <laughs> Spreading joy, human connection, and a lot of cleanup on the streets. Usually four to six hours. Can I tell you something? I was at a bar um, in Las Vegas. I'm from Las Vegas. And I was meeting up with old high school friends. And I thought it was so funny. I got a little tipsy on champagne. And I thought it was so funny to get everyone's attention, even people I hadn't talked to in a long time, and just um, like do the clinging glass thing and, and raise a toast yeah. and I said to beauty and the beast <laughs> and that's all I said and people slowly drank and it was what? so awkward that is awesome it was so awesome. awkward that is awesome you know what's great about that is everyone's kind of like who's the beast like, yeah. why is she, yeah. who's, who's, what does she mean by the beast was she sort of insulting this, someone there I had this just... thing do you want me to do this thing we did a sketch in Chicago good for beauty but what's the beast must be very hurt right what if now? I had pointed to myself yeah. when I said yeah. the beast <laughs> and I slammed the whole yeah. Well, you go, and again, uh, uh, to beauty. You got to look yeah. all over yourself. You take a good thirty-second look up and down at yourself, and look at your own shoes with real interest, and then go and the beast. <laughs> And then you puke on you break. No, you don't puke. I think you break a glass across your head, like a, a beer bottle. Bleeding so break much. the glass and then take the rest of the bottle and put it up to your neck and go. I'll do it. I'll do it. And everyone's like, "If what? Oh if we don't God. toast you. We are almost out of champagne. What is our What is our job here? And I just, just I just walk glass. out sl- slowly. I just backward, like walk out to moonwalk out of the room. Or you crawl backwards. You go down to a crawl. You're like, I'm getting out of here the slowest I can. But I look like terrified. Wait, can you actually sing a song? Can I sing yeah, a song? Sure. Okay, and I look terrified with the like, you know, the the glass bottle up against. Sure, me. yeah. And I'm just going celebrate good times. Come on, crying. Now that you would yeah. talk about at a party. You would. That's, That's much better than my parade. It kind of my parade. Parade thing kind of seems stupid now. No, to be no honest right. with you. it's great. Yeah, I felt proud it's of it. Believe in yourself. But it, yeah, I mean, yours does. Let's admit this. Yours requires a little bit more commitment. <laughs> it does. You're gonna have to mine. Your you're place. over with real quick. But you don't want. You have to. Actually I like to do yourself. something right in between. Yeah. Okay. As I'm leaving a party, I go. <clears throat> Hello. And then when everybody kind of turns towards me, I go, what's this? And I've hidden behind the umbrella rack. You know, I've hidden a small monitor, like a zenith from the 1980s. It's black and white. It doesn't work anymore, but I I found it in the Salvation Army. And uh, and I go, what's this? And I pick it up. I go, zenith, it's time for you to go home. And I smash it on the ground. 
and then I spend usually 35 minutes cleaning it up into a dustpan, and then at the end I go, see ya, wouldn't want to be ya, and I throw the dustpans full of glass at the people. You know, it's it's not that expensive. You yeah, no, get, it's worth doing. You can get a TV for about $15 sure, it's worth Army, depending on the size of the monitor. Yeah, you just got to make sure they have an umbrella rack, because if they yeah. don't, sucker, they're going to fuck that TV. <laughs> what if, you know what? You know what? I I think you should you could kind of test this out at your house first. I have your house. I have. If you see my feet, they're bandaged because I walked through broken glass. (laughs) I've smashed over three hundred and fifty televisions in my apartment, and I live in a studio. Stop bragging in Williamsburg. I know. This is so great having two guests. I mean, it's like twice double the fun. Involved with the triple banger lighting lighting round. Question two: A ghost is watching you masturbate. Oh God, this always. Who's scaring who? (laughs) (laughs) I've been waiting to ask that one for weeks. Uh, (laughs) I wrote that down like three weeks ago. (laughs) I think in the beginning I would be scared, but if that didn't make me come upon my fear entering my body, which is how I always climax. Uh, from from fear, you know, if I see something, I go, what was that, a cat? Oh, yeah, it was a black one. Um, I think at first I would be scared by the ghost, but if I did not come to Climax, and I always come to Climax. I don't, okay. cl- I don't Climax any other way, that's true. No, you always get your horses into the, I, the I think, uh, canopy, I it, remember? <laughs> yes, I think that's what everybody calls that's it. That's what you call it. I, I think I would flip it on him. I would flip it on him, and I would try and scare him. As I masturbated by sort of making the strokes kind of really long and slow and then very, very fast. And I would make a face kind of like this. I have such an average size penis. So wait, wait, was it was it a skittle or a lozenge? It was a skittle. It's a skittle. I use skittles I, as lozenges. So, so you're saying it was, you're picturing a male ghost? Oh no, no, no! Uh, you know what's interesting? I think I always, I think I always, uh, I think I always picture male ghosts because a ghost to me. I saw this in a movie recently. It's like a, they have so many women ghosts, Victorian mm-hmm. women yeah. with hatchets and mm-hmm. brooms. Maybe not brooms, but I can imagine a ghost that's like, I've come to clean this area of the house. Yeah. Uh, but, I, I, you know, it's got to be ghosts <laughs> of dusty old maids. And, uh, yeah, I mean, I, I, I never imagine a ghost as a woman. Do you? Ooh, yeah. Do you keep the gut dustbin? <laughs> the gut oh, dustbin. Dustbin. <laughs> So what, uh, do you imagine ghosts? I, I, ghosts? Ghosts? Ghostesses? Ghostesses. Do you imagine I, them I, as a female? I, uh, ghostettes. Ghostettes. I, I, I picture ghostettes uh, just as often. Really? Yeah. I, I, you kind of be 50-50, would you say? Yeah, What's the percentage? I, I, for me, my ghosts are about 70, 30 women. Listeners, yeah. listeners at home. Look, buddy, I'll take it where I can get it. Yeah? <laughs> That's what she said. Yeah, that she That's what I just that. said. That's what he said. That's what she said. They, they are they're always around each other. <laughs> Repeating one another. Uh, but yeah, but I think masturbate. That's why you don't want to masturbate in the, the house you grew up in, because there might be, you know, ancient relatives there. So you want to. Well, yeah. did you live in the house that your ancestors had lived in? No, I was I was taking that all the way to ancient times. You know, <laughs> you, know you live in a castle. Yeah. I, you know. Well, you did grow up in a castle. 
Well, that's a that's for a whole different. T- we actually have a podcast based on that. So let's let's save that. Uh, you know, it's called Cashling the Rook. <laughs> Triple banger lightning, lightning round. round. Question three: Long johns, not just for winter anymore. <laughs> I can't imagine ever wearing long johns during the summer unless I was wearing them as a bandana. I tied them around my head and was like, I'm fighting anybody that says my legs are cold. Well, right <laughs> right now I'm wearing some medium-sized Johns. No, you're not. Yeah. I, I, why, why is it long? Why, is it, why aren't there some short Johns, medium-sized? Yeah. Some Do you ever fancy it up? Call them uh, Long Jonathans? <laughs> <laughs> I like the idea of short Johns, which are just like mid-thigh. Yeah. Long johns that are just like, you know, I get real cold on the hips and the thighs, but <laughs> knees down, I'm fine. From the knees down, I am fine. So I just need short johns. That's what I wear. Yeah. I mean, why Why are we... Uh, we're short johns for the fall. I think fall. we should market some short johns. But you do long johns for the winter, medium or short johns for the fall, and daisy duke johns for the summertime. <laughs> That's where you just wear long johns. You cut them, make them frayed at the bottom. That's the best way. And then I cut a hole... Right where my wickle was. Okay, will wait be. a second now. Don't, where are you going with this? I just wanted to use the word wickle. My son's uh, listening to the show. Let's not take it to the dirty place. How old is he now? He's, he's one and a half. <laughs> I don't think he can understand. No, he listens to every episode. Does he understand English? Not yet. Okay. His first word actually was uh, was more. Which, which I thought was sort of in, in, indicative of the, uh, you know, it, it sort of reflects the, the human spirit. That the first thing your child says is more. Well, that's what everybody, I mean, any human being wants more. We all want more than we have. It's just innate. You know, because resources used to be scarce. And so we were always going, oh, I need more food. I've got to get, I've got to get more supplies. I need more tools. I need more whatever. And then now it's at a point where there's an abundance of everything, but that's still in our, our bodies and our, our human spirits. Still, I, I had hopes that he would be, uh, that he would be different. I, I had hopes his first word would be peace. Peace? I, I thought you were going to say yeah. it. I what if it was like, something very profound? If, but you know? here, here's my question. How would you feel if his first word was less? Hmm. Well, would you be, I, I see, would see him as sort of a Buddhist, sort of a Zen figure. God, see, that's baloney. I respected him. I would see him as an underachiever. Mm. That's so weird for a child to come up to you and go, last please, and they gives you back some of his Skittles. And you go, these are fucking lozenges, you stupid shit. What are you, one and a half? And he's like, yes. And I was like, how did you learn how to talk so early? Um, his first words were uh, uh, medium johns. Medium johns. <laughs> that was because every day you're like, medium johns. <laughs> Just medium to, yeah. johns. We could, we could market uh, medium johns and... Uh, the catchphrase could be custom fit. Taste it. I like that. Taste it. Taste it. Dushai. Dushai shy. That was your, that was your uh, triple banger lightning triple round. Triple banger and, uh, lightning I went to a Giants baseball game with my wife, uh, and uh, my, parents watched the, my parents watched the baby. And uh, this ball came over, and I caught a ball at a Giants game. Okay, it's been about 20 years since that happened. I'm a huge since San Francisco Giants. Since you caught a since you've gone to Huge San Francisco game. Giants game. Uh, and, uh, so I caught the ball and everyone started chanting. There was like 10 year old girl in front of me. Everyone started chanting, like, give her the ball, 
give her the ball. And they did it in that high-pitched voice, too. The entire about stadium? about to make fun of it, yeah. No, not the entire stadium, but the, maybe the, you know, 50 people that surrounded uh, that's, me. That's when I throw up two middle fingers all around me, grab that daughter. She's my daughter pissed. now. And she was, she was about 10 years old. She's looking back at me. So uh, I had to think quick. So I went down and I, 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 I just raised the ball in the air. I'm like, it is my wife's birthday. No, you really? Is yeah. that true? Yeah. I go, I will now <laughs> give this ball to my wife. Right. And I went down. What and did I, she do? And I went down on hands and knees because they, I was really fair. It was like the mob mentality. I was really intimidated. I was like, oh, my God, these people are going to lynch me. I was freaking out. Right. Because I do not want to give that ball up. That was my. Give her that one. ball, you fucking throck, Martin. <laughs> It's Throckmorton. Suck it's actually, my dick. And I know that the Tamil Pius 8 was in the crowd yelling, too. So I was very Tamil intimidated. Pius 8 is uh, <laughs> and so, so that's really so smart. So I went down on one hand and knee, and I gave her the ball. And she was sort of flattered. And then I said to her, I just kind of whispered. And then they started clapping. And I just whispered to her, you know, if we ever get divorced, I'm going to this ball's, I'm going to keep the ball. Is that true? I did. And she laughed. She, she gets a good joke. She, but... but uh, <laughs> But they didn't realize I said something that romantic to her. But, that, but they were still clapping. And then the 10-year-old girl and her dad gave me the stink eye for the rest of the game. They kept turning around, kind of looking at me like I owed them the ball. What is this thing where you got to – I cut the ball. What do I, what do I got to do? Yeah, you got to – well, what you got to do is you got to look at them when they're giving you a stink eye and say, Hey, your eyes smell like shit. <laughs> Get them away from me. I mean, really, though, am I supposed to give the ball? Are you supposed to now give a ball to anybody under, you know, under 12 years old at a, go- at a ball game? And she Is that probably, the new she probably, thing? She probably didn't even want to be there. The father, you know what it was? The father wanted the ball. Mm, well, you know what? That's they what left in the sixth inning. Good. And they gave me a little stink eye as they left. And I set the Tamil Pius 8 on them. You know what I say as they leave? I would have said as they leave, give me the stink eye. I go, hey, you might want to Febreze those peepers, you pieces of shit. <laughs> Can you break that down? What, what exactly would that have meant if I had said that? Uh, well, Febreze <laughs> is a way to make things smell better. And peepers <laughs> is a, a slang for your ocular, you know, your free eye. Okay. Okay. Sometimes you need to, you need a clarification. That's why I love having me on the show because... Um, you love having you? Yeah. I love having you on the show. <laughs> if I could do the That's show... That's why I love having me on the show because yeah. I always need things clarified. My favorite thing about myself on the show <laughs> is I can just clarify it with myself later. Sometimes I'll listen and write down what I said and why I said <laughs> yeah. it. We should have podcasts about podcasts. Yeah, I was to say you should do a commentary <laughs> analysis. On I have an analysis of each podcast. How confusing this is that is where be? things fell apart. How, how confusing would that be to listen to cashing in and then y- over Try your voice down. and your guests, it's just your your voice underneath of it being like, and here's the part where I start. It'd just be so confusing. It is, and people Let's people take it. the show seriously. Somebody um, somebody actually I was telling you somebody just has a Twitter handle. Uh, custom fit now i don't know who he is but i just found that out today custom fit if you're out there febreze those peepers <laughs> a shout out to custom fit uh and also giants J. am speaking about the giants here that's a good fan of ours i love that yeah. and also uh uh the uh you know I, uh, speaking of twitter there's a guy that went on as Kevin harbutton which is sort yeah. of a joke from my my ridiculous music album yeah and then, uh, there, yeah, there's also someone who has a uh, State of Denver Twitter hashtag. I know. Which I'm is, loving it. Of course, it. a state of mind that can only be achieved in Denver, Colorado. Yeah, but what did but you like about my idea? Anywhere. What did you like about my idea? Because I was in uh, San Antonio, and they had like a space needle there. What about saying, could I have my own where I just say I'm in the space needle? Would that count, or is that stupid? I think that's a great idea. 
Mm-hmm. Now, there's there, a Space Needle in San Antonio? I thought yeah, that was there in is. Seattle. There's one, there's a copycat in San Antonio. So it's not as tall. Should, it's not a, as tall. So here's it doesn't reach space. Medium Space Needle, in the state of Medium Space Needle. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, that was Where Were You? And uh, again, I think that from now on I'm going to bring an auxiliary ball to every game. That's my plan. Ooh. Yeah, that way you just give down the the and the ball says like sucker on it or something where they won't notice until after the game. That's great. Well, you got to write sucker really really small. Or maybe it's the kind of ink that appears later. Do they have that appear? Do they have that type of ink? <laughs> Could we per- perhaps market that? <laughs> Let's make some products. Perhaps, Come on. Perhaps it's this idea. Does a product exist to be able to fulfill this desire that I have? This is the Cash Levy voice. I, I have when a he's desire. On stage, I have a desire life. to about to have a <laughs> type of. I hate it when you hear people uh, do an impression of you and you don't recognize it at all. You're yeah. like, oh, that hurts, and everyone's laughing. Yeah, I am Cash Levy. I appreciate the uh, humbridge you're giving me. <laughs> nice work. Triple banger lightning Triple round. Triple banger. Question three. If massage had an unhappy ending, what would it be? Hmm. I think the woman trying to masturbate something other than your penis. You know, I mean, I, I would be very unhappy if it seemed like she's like, all right, now, uh, now lay on your back and, uh, and take the towel off. So I do that. And then she just goes over to my foot and starts slowly going up and down. Puts more oil on there. Maybe your elbow. There. So really, yeah. would for you, it would just be a a, mis- a big misunderstanding. Yeah, that would be an unhappy ending. Also, you know, I think it would be an unhappy ending if, uh, if they sort of finish, you're so relaxed, they say, turn over, take the towel off. I've, n- I've never been to one of these places. I, I haven't either. exactly what they I say. I haven't either. They say, turn over, lie on your back, and take the uh, towel off, and um, I'm going to shit all over your chest and your face, <laughs> and... Uh, if I have any left over, I'm going to make my way down to your lower torso. So <laughs> we hope you've enjoyed this $47 massage in the strip mall in uh, Fresno, California. <laughs> I, uh, is, I think an unhappy ending would be your wife uh, finding out. <laughs> but That's what it is. You know what the unhappy ending is? Uh, yeah. Just as soon as you ejaculate, opening your eyes and seeing your wife standing above you, just about to shit all over your chest With- and face. <laughs> This is how I'm going to return the favor. <laughs> is it cheating though? Is an unhappy ending cheating? An unhappy ending? No. This is it a, a, is a happy situation. ending? Is a happy ending? A happy cheating? ending? Because uh, my know, wife, I was in Thailand with my wife on our pretty much honeymoon type thing, and uh, <laughs> and, you're she, and she uh, <laughs> she she said, "If you want to go do that, that's fine." And I was really? too lazy. I, I I really was just too lazy. She really we said, "You want to go do it?" We were in Bangkok, and she said, "Yeah, if you want to, it doesn't matter to me." Because yeah, I don't think it. I don't think she perceives it as. Is that really cheating? What is that really? It's not. I mean, it's, you're not kissing. You're just laying there while you're being awkwardly it's, masturbated until you come to climax. Well, in my case, I don't how, know how you guys nothing, climax. Not, how, is there anything sexual about it, really? I, I think, you know, there is there is one sexual thing about it, and that Matt is the masturbation. So. Yeah, I think Matt it is. That's sexual. I think the main part about the happy ending that is sexual is <laughs> the ejaculation <laughs> after the masturbation. You say the, the actual uh, semen that comes yeah, out. Yeah, the, the act, uh, the, fu- the finale. Yeah, it's not. It's pretty sexual. I, I love that, it's though. Not I mean, though I, you have the I, coolest wife, because there's yeah. no way. Uh, you know, my girlfriend, or really any of my girlfriends, I feel like would be like, "Yeah, go for it, go have your fun." I did though. I t- I took someone to Amsterdam for a surprise birthday gift. 
Okay. And she had never been. And on the plane ride, she was so excited. I flew her out there business class because I had so many miles from flying around the country entertaining all of you, hoping that I bring some light to your, your dark, dark lives. Um, and uh, <laughs> on the plane, she said, oh, my God, this is the best thing ever. And, you know, we had some drinks. And she was like, you know what? If you want to sleep with a prostitute, you can. And I'd say it was four or five seconds before she retracted that. I mean, I, I hadn't finished four. responding. But, but, she but said, you're you know, that you quick. You could, have, you could have got it in. You're if that I, quick. If I had been smart, I would have gone, yeah, okay, I do it. It's forever. And I quickly pinky swear her against her will. But uh, no, she, she said, you can sleep with the prostitute if you want. I go, oh, well, and she goes, no, never mind. No, 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 can't do that. I think that's a bad idea. And I think it is a bad idea. I mean, you know, the happy ending. No, just you know, sleeping with a prostitute. Well, yeah, in general, but also, you yeah. know, when you're with somebody, that's you know, generally not a good thing. But I golly, you know, I love those. You know, sometimes for me, after a good long massage, a happy ending actually ends up being them just reading the final pages of a storybook. You know, <laughs> the prince takes <laughs> Prince Charming. Obviously, he's charming. You know, there are many princes that are crass, unless you've seen Game <laughs> of Thrones recently with Geoffrey. <laughs> But I tell you this, you know, at the end of a a good long massage, if they'll just read the final pages as as Prince Charming takes the lady into the the, the foothills, as they ride off into the foothills, which are smaller than mountains, that to me is the happiest of all (laughs) massage endings. (laughs) That was your triple banger lightning round. Lightning round. Um, I was actually, me and you, we went to the Nerdist party. Yeah, we did. Yeah, those are good times. Oh, Chris Hardwick, what a great guy. What a great guy. And they, you know, they had a food truck that had just the strangest uh, looking tacos. They were Kobe beef burritos. Yeah. I don't I don't know what you expected. Um I, I expected, expected to skydive while eating those tacos. <laughs> Thanks a lot, nerdist. Next <laughs> time spring for a fucking plane and some tandem instructors. Where's my fucking plane? You puss. Um I expected not so many beautiful, beautiful girls. And nerds having sex with those girls after the party. I mean, the nerd Which t- we had to assume happened. The nerd thing. Chris Hardwick, greatest guy you ever want to meet. Is he a nerd? Because he seems like a real stud to me. He's, he's a, he's a they, nerd. Have they hijacked this word? There's all a, these, well, all these is, so-called nerds? Geek is now chic. Okay. And so I think the nerd sort of thing is if you have any nerd-like qualities to yourselves, it's the outsiders kind of taking over because... They were more into computers and technology, and that now governs our lives. That's why we need more blackouts so that we can kill these fucking nerds. <laughs> well, I see them on the street. Their glasses and their high-water pants. And their button-down flannel short-sleeve shirts with those pocket protectors not even in their pockets. They're just chewing on them like animals. <laughs> you know what I do? I grab a nerd and make him lick a van. I find a, a, the nearest van... I make them lick the side of it. Those nerds, they know how to do what it takes to survive. <laughs> that's my favorite. It's the nerd, you know, that's my that's my favorite thing. The nerds, they like different movies. The nerdist, uh, the nerd movies. Yeah. Well, they Revenge were prof- of the nerds. They were prophetic, I guess. Is yeah, that right? Right. Revenge of the nerds. There's certain now they're back. Movies that were prophetic. And we were yeah. all, yeah, and we were, and some are just plain pathetic. Yeah. <laughs> like, there will be blood. Fuck you, Pete Holmes. No, they, they've had their revenge, because they're scoring lots and lots of beautiful girls at their parties, and 
um, I didn't know I didn't know enough to to fit in. So you know. well, you know, and I think, but you know, I was always. Were you a nerd growing up? No, no, I don't think so. I was a bit of a you know, I had nerd like qualities. I sort of was always in the balance of being pretty well liked, but still, you know, I was a theater dork in high school. I I I played lacrosse, and by that I mean I sat on the bench. And uh, so I was never quite an athlete or a popular kid. So I think, you know, nerd is a very uh, flexible word. Yeah. What other movies were prophetic? Uh, you got the, the Revenge of the Nerds, uh, uh, Cocoon. Titanic. Cocoon. That, Titanic. That ended up happening. Cocoon. Never going to grow old. Never going to die. Yeah. Yeah. Cocoon. Yeah. That's it. Uh, because no one's dying anymore. Mm-hmm. Uh, Road Warrior. Road Warrior ended up happening. That ended up happening pretty much. The uh, Little the Mermaid. Ariel is Mermaid. dead. My favorite, though, I think uh, I think Rambo was... Uh, yeah, that ended up happening. God didn't make John Rambo. I did. Yeah, good morning. I v- taught him to do what it takes to survive, to live off the land, <laughs> to eat things that'll make a billy goat puke. <laughs> Remember one thing when you got out there with John Rambo? An ample supply of body bags. Body bags. And remember That's this, my Rambo. Favorite. I I refer to billy goats a lot. I use them as a standard of measurement as far as what foods you could eat and what would make you puke. Remember one thing when you go out there with billy goat puke? Body bags. <laughs> to kill. Period. Exclamation point. Apostrophe S. Uh, bi- uh, billy goat uh, used to be a puke. What did you say? Puking billy goat? That's what they used to call me in college. Puking billy goat. <laughs> Are you serious? And I can't imagine a joke falling flatter than that. I mean, that joke <laughs> felt so flat, it was immediately t- uh, one-dimensional. <laughs> the puking billy goat? Did you see me try and figure out which dimension? <laughs> that fell so flat, it was two, three. It was in 3D. That joke tried to do what it takes to survive, <laughs> to live off the land, uh, to kill, period. Listen, I... I always thought that Krenna, like, I don't know if you guys remember that movie, but I think Krenna, Richard Krenna, the guy that did that speech... I think that he didn't have lines. I think they just go, it's Richard Crenna. He'll figure it out. And he was just making it up. Because where did the Billy Goat puke come from? I mean, I think from... Is that the, normal thing people deepest, say in the well, military? Well, it's the deepest, dar- darkest depths of one's own soul is when you talk about a Billy Goat puking. Because <laughs> really imagine the image of a Billy Goat, which to me always has bushy eyebrows and a little tuft of hair in the top. And just imagine him puking. It's so gross to see any animal puke, but a goat. You know, goats Goats really run the... They walk the line of cute and disgusting, don't mm, they? Interesting, yeah. No one really There's is ever like, what a pe- cute goat. But if yeah. you go to a petting zoo, you're always making a stop at the goats. Well, yeah. And, you know, they're... they're uh But, yeah, there's no, there's no like, billy goat, uh, you know, stuffed animals, that kind of thing. They're yeah, not, they're that's not exactly right. And where did that expression come from? Get he got He's really getting your goat. Getting your goat. That's so weird. Was there a time in history when people were like, eh, I'm really going to get to this guy. I'm going to go grab his goat. I'm going to take his goat, bring it over to my farm. We'll see what he says about that. And then the other farmer came over and goes, what are you doing? Did you get my goat? Where's my goat? He's like, I got it. I got your goat. You sure did, Jerry. Let's have a glass of mead, which is an old-timey type of alcohol, and just talk it over. I hope there's never so much technology that we're wishing for blackouts. What are you talking about? Nothing. Just being prophetic. Did you say pathetic? Absolutely not. Now let's pet this goat for a bit until it pukes. And that was cashing in with T.J. Miller. <laughs> I think we got to shut it down now. That was awesome. Throw it on down. It was good. Let's let's move it along. We always start. I don't know if you remember how the show works, but we always kind of kick things off in a very similar way. And what I like to call it, I call it the triple, triple banger, banger lightning, lightning round. round. Question one. 
Who would you rather have play at your wedding? The Proclaimers or El Dubarge? I think I can answer that by saying, I would walk 500 miles to get as far away from the Proclaimers as I could. <laughs> so you would have El Dubarge. I would, you know, I'm not familiar with their music because I don't like music or know anything about it. Uh, I did release a music album. It's a 41-track EP on County Central Records and the remix tape. That was you? Yeah, we'll be out in What uh, was September that titled as? Legal Art. The Extended Play EP. Uh, it's an EP with 41 tracks. Yeah. For, 41. So you, you so, kind of, it was I, kind of a, um, minimalist type right, thing. Exactly. But I don't like, I don't like music, you know, and I, I don't know anything about it. So I've never heard of, uh, El Dubarge, uh, but I like the name. I think it rolls off the tongue or at least it rolls to the tip of the tongue and then it stays there for a little while mm-hmm. until you put your tongue top, back in the mouth. Tip of the tip of the tongue. The tip of the tongue. Yeah, and so you would have El Dubarge, because El Dubarge and the Proclaimers are going to put together a super group. Ooh, what's yeah. it going to be called? The uh, Proclaim Barge. <laughs> Proclaim Barge. Uh, what, what, what is a song that El Dubarge does? I don't know. I, I, I don't know. Who's Johnny, she said, and smiled in that special way. Who's Johnny, she said, you know I love you. Okay, I still, I still don't know. I, still I, not sure. You I, know what? I doubted you when you <laughs> hired that young immigrant to sit there and uh, recite any song that you would yell out to him, but it worked out. That was our fearless producer, Matt, and uh, singing. You should... that. How about this guy on the extended, uh, the extended uh, EP? Putting Matt on it? Yeah. Oh God! If he would lend his vocal gold to any project that I was doing musically, I would be so happy. But I'm never going to make any more music. Out the of vocal that. stylings of Matt Belknap. Yeah. Well, you're never. That's gonna a attack. <laughs> you're never going to do another one. I don't think so. I mean, you know, the joke was it's making fun of it's it's satirizing a certain type of thing that's happening right now. I think I proved the point. The remix tape proves the point even further than it needed to be made in the first place, which it didn't need to be made. <laughs> and so I like to, you know, as Doug Benson says, it's the most confusing thing on the marketplace. And I, I don't think I need to create more confusion <laughs> by making more music. Although there is something to the idea of me making a record every two or three years so that I have a library of me yes, as a musician. I like that idea. But it will continue to be exactly what it is, which is me buying the music, getting other people to be Well, talented. I want you to produce enough where people can say, you can go over to your house and you'll say, step into my vault. I like that. You need a vault I think of your work. I think it'd also be nice. That's when you know you've made it. Step into my vault. I think it'd also be nice to have enough... Right. If you have a vault in your yeah. house, you've yeah, made with it. with your work. Yeah. Uh, yeah. And I have yeah. a vault with a... Sa- it's just for my safes. So I have a yeah, vault that yeah. I keep my safes in. My saves, I should say. S-A-V-E-S. I have a safe, and all I keep inside is the extended play EP. Really? Just one copy? Yeah, one copy. Did I autograph it or Still anything? waiting for a CD player to play it on. That's, <laughs> that's in my I, safe. That's how that's what I, I keep in my safe. I have a CD player in there. <laughs> and I say, one day I'll meet a man who's with the combinations of the two of us and the combinations on our saves. Will lead to a double album supergroup called Proclaim a Barge. Complain a Barge. And now, Triple Banger Lightning Round question triple two. Triple Banger Lightning Round. Cremated or buried at SeaWorld? <laughs> I'd love to be buried at SeaWorld because it's the happiest place on earth. You can get a turkey leg, get in a fight with Isn't your lady daddy. It's such an obvious question. No, people I think, could view you at three, six, and nine. I think you know what I like. I like this idea, and I've always wanted to do this: cremate half of my body, you know, likely the lower torso, and then have a open casket funeral for the top half of my body. 
Or if that seems like it's too weird to see my face and my legs aren't there, cremate the top half of my body, sprinkle the ashes on my legs, and have an open casket funeral with my ashy legs. And then everybody comes up, says their respects, and puts a little lotion on me and say, you're awful ashy for a white fellow. <laughs> Had you thought about this? I hadn't. I just made that up on the spot. And that's that one of the reasons awesome. that I feel comfortable on your show. That was awesome. Thanks for having me. Triple banger lightning Triple round. Triple banger lightning round. Question three. Ooh, I like it. Music. Here yeah, I don't like that. Music. Mm-hmm. Here to stay. <laughs> <laughs> Because I want to apologize anybody this. that's listened to the <laughs> extended EP. <laughs> what if music just stopped after that? People are like, we're going to shut it down. Yeah, we're de- just shut it down. Releasing. This is bullshit. It's no longer pleasing to the ears. Uh, I, that's, that's, that's old Farmer Johnson who's in charge of all the music. I'm sick of it. I'll it's no it. longer pleasing to the ears. I live in North Dakota and I'm going to shut it down. Uh, yeah, I mean... And I want to apologize because I do come on your show a lot, and sometimes I talk over you. And I'm sure that's frustrating that's totally to your listeners. Okay. They're tuning in this, for you. This show is all about the guests. But I, you know, I think guests. I think uh, <laughs> I think that, <laughs> that uh, the various guests. It's all about the various guests. Music is here to stay. Unfortunately, yeah, I think it is. You know, they say music will heal your soul and all that stuff, but I, I don't know. I I think it would be good for human beings to take a little break from music you know mm. just even if it's six months or, or a year just have a hiatus where you take away the music what what happens when there's no music in cars people are going to be listening to what talk radio podcasts maybe even npr they're learning things maybe books on tape maybe even you know language tape you think we to need learn. to step away from music let's let's cut the music out for about mm. six months or a year and see what happens what happens when people aren't going to concerts and stuff you know so many people their go-to thing is i'll go to a concert this weekend man hey hey do you hear that L-O-F-A-O-A-O-A-O is coming into town on Saturday to play the Troubadouba. Well, we got to get on down there, man. I, they're the, no, they're great live. Have you seen them live, though? No, I just, I've heard they're Have you seen them live? No, I, I haven't, man. I've just, well, you got to see them live. I mean, they're really good live. Well, so what does it sound like live? Oh, it's great. It sounds like the album, but it's not studio produced. So it's actually much lower quality audio, and uh, they didn't have the, the, the benefit of being able to cut and paste the music and sort of arrange it. So it's really just kind of a shit show. But it's really great, man. You know they drink a lot. Uh, so yeah, I think, I think I think let's cut out this. Who music are these crap friends of yours that you? I just that. have one, and he's yeah. on cocaine and has a very yeah. low voice. I, I, <laughs> I feel like I would have remembered that particular friend, uh, but I like that. I, I like that very much. That was your triple banger lightning Lightning-wound. round. And you know what? This brings me straight in. T.J. Miller, this is something I've been curious about all day. What hurts? Um, I feel like. I've been having some chest pains, and uh, part of that is I've been asking my girlfriend to stand on my chest for an hour at a time. <laughs> I don't know. I thought it would be uh, sexually engaging, and it isn't. <laughs> Moving along <laughs> to tiny, teeny opinions. Teeny tiny. Teeny tinies. Let's do a teeny tiny opinion. Yes. Um, people are judging each other on their email accounts. Hmm. 
Hey, you know, so, yeah, oh, you're still using Yahoo? Yeah, yeah, so I have an AOL account. <laughs> I, I, yeah, I do want to break in, though. I, my friend Nick Kroll did a joke last night where he said, uh, the show is brought to you by AOL.com. Are you in your 50s and want to pay $12 a month for an email address? I think AOL is all done. Wait, wait a second. Why? Why? What's the? What difference does it make? Because it, it's the same as it's. You're driving a Model T. Why? What? What, what does and, yours do that mine doesn't? Well, Yahoo's just a a better mail client, and but you know, I think it's. You're right. But don't you think it's a pain it, to switch over? It, it really isn't that big of a pain anymore because all you can transfer all your. But contract, don't you think contract. that if you are judging people by their email account that says more about you than them. Can't we judge people the old-fashioned way by what you know by their race, appearance, yeah. by what race they are? Race and ethnicity. Can't are we do it different? like that? Remember, weren't those gentler times? I mean, it was gentler times when you'd look at a man and you'd go, look, his hair is past his ears. He's a goddamn hippie and he'll stay <laughs> out of my diner, you old dirt rat. <laughs> I mean, are we really going to I fight just, wars over email accounts? I, is I, that what things are getting to? I don't know if you have, if you're open to, the, to your own prejudices, but I do have a prejudice against people with Gmail accounts. Matt, do you have a Gmail account? I think, oh, look at him. I have a bunch of different emails. No. Oh, <laughs> you should see a live. You should see, yeah, a live you should see, you see me uh, emailing oh, live. It's different yeah, when, live. When Matt emails live, it's a lot of fun. He's, he's totally yeah, drunk. Yeah, he's yeah, sending from several different clients. Here's the thing. I think if you have a Gmail account, I think you're ugly. Oh, look, he just showed us his phone with a middle finger in front of it. That was old-fashioned. That was an old-fashioned thing. What's See? weird is he didn't even We always go back to the basics. His, he didn't you even go back open to the garbage mail dick. client. You go back to the garbage it's cock. Tr- it's trash can. Trash can oh, penis. God, what am I, from fucking Pueblo? I'm sorry, buddy. I'm from Denver. I'm sorry to hurt you but, like that. You, know, you didn't even open up your email account and then, <laughs> and then give us a middle finger. You just showed us your home screen. Here's my email. Uh, and he flipped us off on I my think, show. I, I have a prejudice where anyone... Who uses a Gmail account? I think if no one's watching, they'll rub themselves all over wherever they are, and I just believe that to be true. I know it's true in my heart. Jesus Christ told me in a vision that I had after sniffing <laughs> lead-based paint for over two and a half hours. And that's just how I feel. If you're using Gmail, you're rubbing yourself all over, and I'm not talking about your private parts either. Yeah. Well, I, I, I don't think we should be judging people on that kind of stuff. I think people who have Hotmail accounts can fly. <laughs> <laughs> Let's move it along to practical living. And if you've got, oh. you got a Lycos account, well, then what the hell is that? <laughs> hey, one other thing, buddy. Yeah. I, you know what? I'm not gonna. I'm not gonna go on to practical living in a modern age because I got one other thing to get off my chest that I'm getting a little go upset ahead, yeah, about. No, of course, I'm. I'm getting upset at people. What do you think? This, people are going crazy about sunsets too much. Hey, the sunset is bullshit. <laughs> the sunset. I'm so bummed. You know, like every oh, we get the sunset. You should see it live. Every people get really excited about <laughs> the sunset. You know what live. the sunset is? The sunset is a way for dumb people <laughs> to think they can appreciate beauty for two minutes a day and put it on a schedule. And you also, we were talking about calendars earlier. Yeah. Oh, what time's the sunset? That's the most beautiful time of the day. No, there's hundreds of other beautiful times you're not noticing. You're not fucking noticing because you're just and waiting till that one two-minute period where you're going to feel profound every day because you're seeing the sunset. And I don't see sunsets, a live sunset, I don't think is as good as one that's been recorded. <laughs> Taped I like sunset. to sit at home and listen or watch my sunsets in the like comfort of my own home. Yeah, I like to watch my sunsets. No, it is weird. Here's delight. the worst. Have you ever had someone send you a picture of the sunset? It's usually a girl. 
Yeah, yeah. Oh my god, it's so beautiful. Wish you were here. They just sent me that. Oh, cool. That's what it looks like there. Guess what? The sun's also setting here. You yeah. crazy motherfucker. Yeah. We all live on Earth, okay? The sun sets at the same time. It's yeah. all beautiful. Yeah. Don't send me your pictures of a sunset. Do you really think we can determine what the most beautiful part of every day is? Don't you think people just sit there and they look at the horizon? You see people stop and, oh, it's a sunset. This is the time when we're allowed to appreciate it. You know what I do when somebody says that's ludicrous? I wait till the next time we're together during the day and I go, look at the sun. Just look directly into the yeah. sun. It's beautiful. Yeah. Do it as long as you can. I'll send you a picture of it later. Just yeah. look directly Let into the, the sun. the sun rise? Do I mean, do you think the sun rise How is getting a little insecure? Setting? Well, you know what why the moon it, does why, sometimes? But no, why the is no one ever watching the well, moon set? the moon gets so unappreciated. Like the other day, there was an eclipse. And I think the moon, it was the moon's way of saying, fuck you. The moon went between the earth and the sun. Once in a while, I think the moon is like, I need to get a little love here. Yeah, I mean this this sunset watching is bullshit. It is weird to me. It's like there is no moonset. No, no. You know, or or why aren't people watching the moon rise? It's a gimmick. The moon, the sunset is so hacky. It's a gimmick. It's a gimmick that the sun does. You hear that, God? Try to get sunsets are hacky. Totally hacky. It's totally (laughs) hacky. The sunset couldn't like perform at you know some of these hip places. These alternative rooms. These alternative rooms. The sunset couldn't get in there at all. People like no. They'd be like, we've seen it's it. It's old school. Yeah. Do your act. Yeah. Just do your show. Um, yeah, I, I would agree. I think they're a little Do you agree overrated. with me? I overrated. thought you were going to disagree. I thought there was going to be a 10-minute no, argument. No, 12 overrated. minutes. I had that penciled in. 12 minutes. Yeah, 12 minutes penciled, I minutes penciled, penciled, penciled in. I had 12 minutes penciled in. You should get a pen. I had 12 minutes penciled in for the section where we were going to argue about the sunset. I thought you were going to go, it's beautiful. Like, I'm from Denver. Yeah. Here's what yeah, all... It's like, they, we do it live there. We don't send it to people. Usually I would be offended. Cash, but I think that was a spot-on impression of me. <laughs> and so rather than being offended, I'm flattered, and thank you for your homage. Our maskers. Now, again, this is Ask the Masters, and it just, I can't <laughs> emphasize this enough. It doesn't have one goddamn thing to do with masks, or, you know, and don't say, well, wouldn't it be uh, just, you know, you know, mask asker? Don't, no, it's called Maskers. <laughs> Thanks That's for clarifying it. that. And I feel like you, when you're on the show, you've never, you never mentioned that. You never let people know that. Well, because people keep the. Old, this guy sent me an email the other day. It said, "Well, I don't understand why it's called maskers. I wish you would explain it on the podcast sometime." And then, and then attached was a picture of a sunset. <laughs> I just about <laughs> shit the computer. <laughs> uh, anybody ever told you your penis is like a garbage can cover? Nope, because. Uh, that's not at all what I've ever said or what anybody else would say. <laughs> I was trying to recollect what it was. I know. Well, your mind is ravaged from <laughs> drugs from the 90s. <laughs> I was watching too much El Dubarge. Yeah, yeah. The mighty one is here, T.J. Miller. And here's how we usually start uh, our uh, cashing in with T.J. Miller. Ship, uh, you're changing now? Well, this is how we uh, usually start the show. Oh, we yeah, usually wait. start it off with the triple, triple banger, banger lightning round. round. Question one. Oh, the night you'd most like to have your back while they storm your castle. Who, okay. Which night? Yeah, which night would you most like to have your back when they storm your castle? Sir Lancelot, Sir Lancelot or yeah. Sir Mix-a-Lot? Oh, golly. 
Sir, Sir Mix-a-Lot, I think. Yeah. Here's the thing. They're storming the castle. You're under siege. We've all seen Game of Thrones enough to know that it's not going to end well. Your head might be on a spike, and then a young boy will make your daughter look at it against her will. Okay? But, uh, you know, if you're going to go out, I say go out, you know, listen to a funky beat, to a funky bass line. You know, I want to be able That's to right. say... That, you right? <laughs> having problems with my microphone. Uh, I don't know if you guys can hear this, but uh, Cash Levy just gave a hand job to the Tin Man. <laughs> uh, yeah! <laughs> I'm on fire! Is that what they I call really it? I really am. Is that what they call it? You know, I haven't called it that in a long time, but... Uh, Is that one of your catchphrases? It's like giving a hand job to the Tin Man! Thank you guys so much. That's please fondling the microphone. Listen to me, please. Give me a hand job to the Tin Man. Please, try the tilapia, and I'm serious. No, no, when no. I worked When I worked in uh, Niagara Falls... At yeah. At a casino, at an Indian casino, uh, I would sort of every night kind of that would be my my tagline. I'd go, I go, hey, you, you guys, you've been playing these nickel slots, oh, a penny for my thoughts, uh, still too rich for my blood. It's like giving a hand job to the Tin Man. Please try the tilapia, please. I beg of you. I'm serious. They'll kill me if they don't move that fish. How long did you? Uh, how long did you have that job? I was there for two and a half years. Wow! Wow! I was. Uh, it was from age thirteen to fifteen and a half. <laughs> then when I got my, uh, as soon as I got my learner's permit for uh, my driver's license, I, I got out of that town with a a, a, a guardian. His name was uh, <laughs> Sir Mixalot. No, he, <laughs> <laughs> try to help. His name was uh, Sherbert Hutterbutter. <laughs> uh, well, that's good. This is good. I, I would go with Sir Mixalot too. Yeah, uh, and you know a lot of people don't know this, uh, but you know Baby Got Back that yeah. was based on uh, on Guinevere's uh, backside. Really? Yeah. yeah. Mm. Triple manger, lightning round. <laughs> <laughs> uh, question two. Question number two. Hotel you'd rather stay at: the Pullout Couch Inn, the Futon Lodge, or the Make Your Own Fucking Bed and Breakfast? <laughs> I like make your own. I would say the make your own fucking bed and breakfast because I like the idea of waking up, coming downstairs, and you're like, mm, I'm hungry. What is there to eat? And they're like, Why don't you make your own bed and breakfast? That's right. Make your own bed. Here's a hammer, some nails, about 200 yards of lumber, some down feathers, fabric, a sewing machine. <laughs> And a floral print pattern for you to uh, fashion the sheets. I'm just going to stand back here and fondle the Tin Man. Yeah. <laughs> so, uh, I, I I, the bed and breakfast doesn't days. make much sense. I don't. I'll, mm-hmm. I'll eat when I want. Really? Yeah. Don't try to put some kind. Of, I'm on vacation. Trying to tell me when I'm going to eat. How come there's no? Bed How about in, a bed and pool? That's what I was going to say. Or a bed and dinner. Yeah. How about a bed and food? A bed and food. Yeah. Well, bed and you, food. You, then you're also saying, why are you telling me How about bed breakfast? and tilapia? Bill, uh, yeah, Ben and please, dear God, try the tilapia. <laughs> They'll kill me. I've seen them do it before. <laughs> and breakfast. <laughs> Triple beggar question three. Most disappointing when we finally meet the aliens, that they are intent on killing humans or that they enjoy watching The Bachelorette? So if I met, the, I mean, if aliens came down and I, they happen to say, I'm, I'm their point of contact, take me to your leader. Mm-hmm. And then I, you know what I would do? I would take them to a friend of mine, but have them dressed up like Grimace. 
You know the the, the heavy set purple fellow. Yeah, and then I'm uh, familiar with his yeah, work. Yeah, you know, he's great. He's great. He was actually so, supposed to do the show. He was weeks he? ago. Yeah. Oh man, I'd love to be a fly on that wall. <laughs> but you know, I really did. Uh, I, I got a buddy who's got a, a grimace outfit, so I'd take him to to him and say, "This is my leader." <laughs> I've dreamt of that. Um. You believe in aliens? We've talked about this. Yeah, I think that you know it's 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 probably within you know, statistically it would be within reason that there would be life on other planets. That being said, if they came down and they were like, "We want to kill all of humanity," or given the option of them coming down and saying, "We love the Bachelorette," you know, it's it's the best. It's the best there is, reality-wise, you know. And then one of them probes. Why, why do they talk like that? They sort of talk like a gay. Sort of a robot. Hey, I'm a we robot. The bachelorette. <laughs> hey guys, please turn on the television. For my birthday, I wished for a ride on a Zamboni. <laughs> <laughs> That's I think a gay robot kind of saying something about a hunk of hunker. So they just showed up. A lot of people are afraid. I think we might have discussed this. A lot of people are afraid they're just going to come and just want to just instantly probe people. Yeah. I- you know, I don't think that they will. I don't know why they would be. But I, I would. Well, I don't know why we're so afraid of that. Their genitalia might be different. It, it, it might be pleasurable with them. We don't know. Uh, wouldn't that be weird if the aliens came down and probed us, but we loved it? Just everybody was like... It's just a whole different bird. It's a whole different animal. It would change the whole UFO thing. Because then the people wouldn't be in shame. They'd go, no, the aliens came down they probed me. Oh, my God. No, it was amazing. It was the best. I haven't been able to maintain an erection since then. <laughs> And I'm a woman. It's weird that they've they've figured out to get how to get to Earth. Mm-hmm. They're that smart. They're that intelligent. And that's yeah. the first thing people fear that they'll do. That they'll get right in the back. Why is that? Why do men have such a fear of being probed by you know by aliens? Pretty by much. Aliens, pretty much. Yeah. You never you've never heard a guy be like, oh, I don't want to go on a safari. I'm afraid one of those animals will try and probe my anus. <laughs> this never happened. <laughs> Hey, TJ. I was in uh, Napa. Have you been to Napa? Napa Valley? Yeah. Nope. Napa. Went wine tasting. Did you go wine reunion. tasting? No, yeah. did you get wasted there? Well, here's what I like to do to wine tasting. I like to show up and first thing, uh, order a vodka tonic. <laughs> Just to get them a little bit in the mood. Show them, your, show them they need to be on their toes. Yeah, they need to be on their toes. Then you take one sip of wine, and as they ask what you think of it, you yell, I can't feel my face! <laughs> Which I like to yell wherever I go, really. Just right away. Yeah. yeah. Any type of response. How are you today? Can't feel my face! But I like, I like as soon as the wine touches your lips, you say that. You don't even finish swallowing it. You just go, oh, thank you. Yes, this has a good nose on it. Look at the legs. and quite a bouquet. I can't feel my face! <laughs> So yeah, that was that was a good one. What was and the was, best wine? What's your favorite kind of wine? I don't, I don't like wine. I actually just went because my friends wanted to go. <laughs> I I didn't drink any wine. That's the best. That's like me when I, I don't want to drink wine at game. two in the afternoon. It's a nice day out. I, I mean, that's I, you know, my friends always want to go to a baseball game. I go along with them just to get shit housed on Chianti. Yeah. Yeah. And then I got back from uh, from Napa, and there was an earthquake. Did you, were you guys here for the earthquake? Was there an earthquake? Is a little bit quick earthquake. Um, my wife was sleeping. I grabbed her, uh, threw her on the bed, had my way with her. Really? Yeah. During the earthquake? Yeah. Just because I thought that would combine two exciting things. <laughs> and also, she really, then she's thinking, wow, he is moving my world. Exactly. 
Yeah. yeah. So you want to combine those. Here's the great thing to do, and I should probably say this for Practical Living in a Modern Age, but I'll just burn it here. I'm just going to let you know. Hey, it's your show. It's my show. Always has been. Mm. Always will be before they take it away from me. Yeah. Um, stay tuned for Kegney and Lacey. <laughs> I, uh, here's the thing you do during an earthquake. You, um, you break stuff. Uh, stuff you don't like in your house, and then you blame it on the earthquake. That's your opportunity. Uh, if you have a Matt, you have a wife, and you, she probably wouldn't appreciate you breaking some of the stuff that you were given during your, uh, you know, yeah. rec- your wedding. Uh, then break that stuff and just, you know, blame it on the earthquake. You know, I did. That I'll say with... it twice if I have to. No, I did. <laughs> just so the point uh, gets across. People are driving. They might uh, driving and crying. They might miss that part. Driving and crying. I uh, I tried to do that. There was an earthquake, a very small earthquake, about uh, three, three or four years ago, and I uh, I took my the remains of my girlfriend great grandfather his urn and I smashed it upon the ground and his ashes scattered in the living room <laughs> and some of it got in the foyer and uh, she came back and I said oh my god the earthquake knocked over the remains of your great grandfather and, and shattered this urn and then she reminded me that uh, it, it was it was actually it was in her bottom drawer so I, it couldn't have, you know, opened the drawer and then come out. And uh, it was in a completely different room also. And it would have had to have, you know, the drawer would have had to have opened up. It would have had to have hopped out. Right. And so rolled it rolled into a separate room. She didn't think it was believable. She didn't. I killed her right there on the spot. I didn't. I mean, I... Did you confess? I did confess, yeah. This didn't happen, did it? I, I mean, yeah, it happened. <laughs> you know? Did you believe, really, that I would smash my... My girlfriend's great grandfather's remains. You know, because now I think we need to transition into how you our think friendship of me as a person. Our yeah. friendship. I I wasn't believing, you know, the story from the start, but then you got real serious when when didn't he? You get real serious. I'm very sincere, and you're someone I trust, and uh, you're a good actor too. I don't. You're not. You know, there's listeners out there. You don't see TJ. In the studio here, but he actually was able to draw a tear from one eye, just the one tear, uh, you know, the kind that you picture an eye drop, uh, you know, someone doing an eye drop and then they do that take. But you actually were able to draw one tear from one eye all the way down, mm-hmm. and as it dripped off your chin, I thought, I think this guy's telling the truth. You know, and another acting technique that I do that a lot of the listeners may not know, but I do a, a tear that sort of comes down, you know, from one eye, and then when it reaches my chin, it sort of slowly comes back up around and goes <laughs> into the other eye. And I've been doing that for a long time, you know, and uh, Marlon Brando actually taught that's me that. That's called the uh, lasso tear, am I it's right? It's called the old lasso tear. That's called the old lasso tear. John, yeah, yeah. John Wayne used to do it when his horse was decapitated in any film. God didn't make the the, the lasso tear. I did. God didn't make the J- 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 lasso tear. God didn't stutter. I do. Yeah. To do what uh, it takes to survive. <laughs> John Wayne. That's a tough thing to learn to do, and uh, that's why you're in a lot of uh, drama. You know, well, a lot I'm, of drama type movies. You know, I'm in the film Rock of Ages. I don't know if you know about the. It's the major Russian. I actually saw the Broadway. I saw the Broadway musical. Oh, you did. And, uh, and to be honest, I lived the experience itself. I'm sorry. No, well, you know, I was in a band, Cash and the Bad Checks. Yeah, I did and, know that. Uh, yeah. You know, we we played some pretty uh, 
pretty handsome music, if I don't say my, so myself. If you don't say myself, so. <laughs> I'm having problems talking to yeah. you. Yeah, <laughs> it's so real. Uh, well, uh, yeah, did you did you give it all up and move to Hollywood to try and make it happen as a musician? That's what I'm. That, that's why I'm here doing this podcast. Uh, you know, uh, the dream died pretty quick, actually. <laughs> um, you know, well, it's a great band name. Cash and Cash the bad, bad checks. We lost our we lost our uh, guitarist. He kind of disappeared, and that was sort of the end of things. Because he of, was, you know, it was me and him, and then he disappeared. We never. It was about ten years later. I ran into him at a San Francisco Giants baseball game. Is that true? Yeah, I was. I hadn't seen him since. And uh, and he was just like, I was kidnapped. They left me for dead in the Mojave Desert. You guys didn't. You just said you lost your guitarist. <laughs> We never knew the name of our drummer. That didn't help either. That it's hard to true. track him. Is that down. true? Yeah, it is true. Nobody knew his name. We what just go find him. What did you think him. his name was? Uh, I, I have no idea. No. What did I, he look like, though? Yeah. Well, he, he looked like a Barry? Yeah, no. He looked I, like a Terry? Yeah, I'd say he looked He more, looked like a Gladys? Maybe a, a Dan? He looked like a Dan? Yeah, maybe, maybe it looked like a Dan. God, I fucking hate Dan's. Yeah. I, I, I don't usually say that, but I do. Can't stand him. <laughs> I have a phobia. I talked about this on Twitter. I have a phobia of of meeting someone named Gladys, and and saying, "I'm always Gladys to see you." <laughs> I I do. I fear it. And when I yeah. when I'll meet a Gladys, I usually will leave the room. So that you don't say that. Yeah, and a lot of people think I'm anti Gladys or like I don't like Gladyses, and that's not it. It's the phobia. That's the root of my sort of awkwardness with women named Gladys, mm, yeah, and a couple yeah. of drag queens. Yeah. Yeah. Do you know any Gladyses? I, you know, I don't know any personally. Obviously, it would be difficult to have a friendship with someone that you were had a phobia about saying. It's always I'm always Gladys to see you. <laughs> so I don't know. I don't have any friends or know any Gladyses. But you know, I have met Gladyses. It's a, in it's social a good situations. phobia to have. It's not that limiting. You know, some people can't fly. Mm-hmm. Uh, other people are allergic to, uh, you know, alcohol or drugs. Mm-hmm. Some people are, are scared of being locked in like a small area. Like a closet, that Look, type of thing. I have a tough or time because I a room. I won't fly. I won't fly without my. Uh... But if you know there's someone named Gladys on your flight, <laughs> then I'm fucked. You know, and the, my biggest fear is that I sit down next to a, an elderly woman. You know, who looks like she's from maybe Canton, Akron, mm-hmm. or, or Ohio area, mm-hmm. and you know that she just turns to me right as we start maybe to take off and says, "I'm Gladys." You know, because then I'm stuck. In an enclosed space with a next to this Gladys yeah. for hours and you know hours and hours and hours because every you know I fly every week I fly to Bombay India and back so <laughs> I just you know I don't want to I can't even talk about it I can't even think about it makes me want to yeah. shit someone else's pants yeah I, I uh, and I have the same type of phobia I'm a, I'm allergic to Sandra's yeah <laughs> that's right I heard about that yeah makes me Sandra's. <laughs> didn't work at all, did it? It doesn't work. work. I, don't I was trying to think it. of one that was like Gladys, except uh, sad. Well, what I, would that I, be? I know you are allergic to Sandra's. A sad? Yeah. Uh, I think you could just, your phobia might be that when you meet Gladys, you say, Gladys, it's the saddest. <laughs> Gladys, you're the saddest. <laughs> Let's, come on. Can we start uh, that? Can that be a catchphrase? Gladys, you're the saddest. We can't, you know... Pretend to know we what's can't. gonna what's gonna turn into a, a catchphrase. We can't try to superimpose that on the public. You know, shy shy, shy shy. You think that you think that was superimposed? Did that just came just, out. Did you just not say your own thing correctly? <laughs> what catchphrases? You just said we can't determine what's going to be a catchphrase. Catchphrases, catchphrases. Uh, oh, I, you I, use I, them interchangeably. Yeah, some people do both. 
Yeah. All right. Well, fair yeah. enough. I've seen both. I've you've, seen both. You've seen both. It's like what came first, the chicken or the egg? Yeah. You know? I think the egg. But we can't know uh, what's going to be a, a catchphrase. I mean, I thought there's no chicken facials was going to catch on. It did take off. It, t- it took on br- it briefly, but it didn't, saw, it didn't gain the kind I, of momentum. I, I thought I'd see billboards by now. I was walking down the street. I don't know why anyone, why that would happen. Why would a person have a billboard? I just thought it'd be something you'd hear like at a bank. Cut- <laughs> you know, you get your money out and they those go, are cash hey, two no chicken facials. <laughs> those are two, ca- two of cash's measures of success of a catchphrase are, is it on a billboard? Are people saying it at a bank? At a bank. Those are the two ways you, the, two, the Who barometer. Who is going into Banks anymore. I apply for a home loan. Shy, shy. <laughs> uh, I mean, if that's the saddest. The I mean, I can't even go into a you know even my tailor, my very own personal tailor who accompanies me on the road. I've yet to hear him say when he uh, puts an outfit together for me, and you know I care very much about my clothing. I've yet to hear him say custom fit. You really even your tailor? Even my tailor hasn't said. Because you would think he would be the one. Think it would catch on more than. But what are we doing here? It's like we're we're this podcast is like in a vacuum. I don't know. Yeah, I was walking down the street and I I actually I kind of made eye contact with this guy and I thought it was a little weird. Kind of held eye contact longer than you usually do with a guy. And you know I I said as I don't know what, what happened, but I as I said this, he said it. At the exact same time, I said, there are no chicken facials. We both said it at the same time, and that was when I realized I was looking at my reflection of myself. <laughs> okay, so, so I don't know what we're doing. No, no one knows. I was, I was uh, attempting to have sex with my wife the other night, and I said, uh, we're doing it live. You said that? Yeah, and that didn't work. Uh, she didn't know what that meant. Didn't get a laugh. So I don't know what's happening with the cash phrases. That's uh, all I'm saying. Well, let's just, we're going to keep... Um, are bachelorette parties inherently evil? Yes. Mm, yeah. I think so. You know, as yeah, comedians, so. there are. I think we should use them, uh, you know, instead of torture, send them in instead of waterboarding. Yeah, I, I, that would actually work. I think the idea of just a guy having to be in a room with the drunk bachelorette party, yeah, that would, that would get me to talk. And they're always wearing dick antennas. They always do have some type of penis attached to their head. But the antennas, why? Hmm. What what kind of reception are you getting on those dicks, <laughs> lady? Uh, your name better not be Gladys. <laughs> yeah, when when a girl named Gladys gets married, that's going to be extra terrifying. I'm going to steer clear from that. Yeah, yeah. steer clear from oh, yeah. Vegas train that weekend. I have this reoccurring nightmare where I wake up... <gasps> I'm sweating, you know what I mean? And, I, 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 and the, the nightmare is always the same. It's me. It's, I wake up uh, in the middle of a, a you know, I'm, I'm, it's a crash, a plane crash. And it crashes, and the only two survivors are me and Gladys, the woman that was next to me. And I somehow, I fasten a raft, and I make my way out of there in the middle of the night, and I get back, and years later, they find her, and she survived on crabs and coconuts. Primarily coconuts. <laughs> and she comes back and she lands, and they get me together as a reunion with her. And they say, you guys were both trapped on the island, but TJ got away. TJ, what, what are the words that you want to say now to everybody about how you feel about seeing Gladys again? And then, uh, we go. <laughs> I think you should use this as inspiration. I think this would be, make a great, you know, mini-series. You think? Yeah. Or maybe perhaps some webisodes. It's called the uh, Gladys Night, and the well, I gave up halfway through that. 
All right, I'm sorry, I'm sorry, I'm getting off topic. <laughs> Too much glad. Bachelorette talk. parties. That's all I'm saying. Is that yeah, not, it's tough. not good as a comedian to see a bachelorette party mm-hmm. lurking. Mm-hmm. It's not good as a man to yeah. see a group of 12 to 15 beautiful women traveling together in packs. Uh, they always want to take pictures. Uh, and they don't want anybody else in their picture, and they always look really hot. That's why, uh, you know, photo bombing's kind of fun. Try to get in there, ruin the picture. One of my, you know, I, I have always taken issue with this, and you know this about me. Well, one of my biggest problems is these sashes. And these girls are they're wearing sashes. Sashes are for winners of beauty pageants, Miss America contests, contests of beauty, agility, and 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 you know, articulation. What's the word when you can talk good? That's what a sash is for. <laughs> Don't wear it because you're getting married in two and a half months to Roger. Yeah. Yeah, you have to earn your sash. Is that what you're saying? Yeah, earn your sash. You know what? Sash this. Earn your sash, huh? you silly gash. Sash this. Sash what? <laughs> sash this. Sash this. And then you know it's sort of a picture of a guy flipping, flipping you off. Yeah. I have a. I'm on the back of my truck. I have a picture <laughs> of Calvin from Calvin and Hobbes urinating on a sash. <laughs> are we going too far? Are we going too far in terms of uh, sort of uh, appeasing police officers with our bumper stickers? You know, people. It's almost cheating to have one. I love you know, like the you know, I support the you know LAPD or I, I'm a member of the LAPD or I I, I blow policemen. You You've seen a, that one? I blow policemen. Yeah, yeah. I haven't seen that. That's one. the one where Hobbs is peeing and blowing a police officer. <laughs> He's you haven't seen that? He's urinating. Those are on the really tall trucks. He's urinating. He's urinating <laughs> a police officer. That's coming out of his urethra? No, he's urinating while blowing a police officer. So he's giving oral sex to yes, he a, is. a law enforcement agent? Indeed he is. And where is he urinating? Just nowhere. No, well, against a tree. Just onto the ground. Against a tree. There's a tree in the picture. There's a tree in the picture. The Cash, levy, it, the cash levy Memoir. There's in a the, tree in the picture. In the, in the picture, on the tree... It's actually carved into the wood, and it says, I blow police officers. No, I don't it's, believe Look, that. if you haven't seen How big is you the think I can make sticker? something like this up? It, what does it take the whole back I'm of telling you, it, it's a really, those are the tall trucks. You well, probably aren't up I will admit, I've never seen a tall truck. I'm always, you know, because I drive my, uh, it's a lateral bicycle. That's my car. It's one of those bicycles where you're lying down. You ever see people in those? I always want to go by. Those are recumbents. Those are actually recumbent uh, bicycles. I'll tell you what those are. Those are adult big wheels. Both adult big wheels. That's what those Whenever are. Whenever I see a man on a recumbent bicycle, I just jump on the top of it, lay you know, right on top of him, and I go, "This wouldn't have happened if you were on a regular one." <laughs> and then you then you break a uh, an urn on yeah, their head with the ashes head. of your grandmother. And say, "Twas the twas the earthquake." Rock. Roger, twas the earthquake. He says, my name's not Roger. And I say, this isn't a recumbent bicycle. This is your couch. And I've broken into your house. Look at this day. This Look is a, this Thursday. This is a bed and breakfast. That's all it is. This is just a make your bed and fuck your breakfast. You see what it happens Everybody when we just, we just give it time when me and you get together? All we, we have just, to do is give it 32 minutes. We, a little bit of time and then we'll heat it up. You that's know right. I mean? It just gets hot. It gets hot in here. We got to move it along. We're, we're running let's behind okay, T.J. Let's go, Miller. Let's go, let's go, let's go. Practical living in the modern age, um, real quick, and then we'll get on to the maskers. Um, I like to make unnecessary speeches at parties. I think you've seen at least one, mm. but I did it in Napa, and it's good when you're, you know, in the middle of the party. You just kind of get there, and then here's my favorite one. I go, if we stay here, the party dies. 
<laughs> it's very dramatic. Let's move it along. <laughs> You're with me or are you against me? And you just yell it out. Why and is your voice so high? If you stay here, <laughs> the party dies. And I and it, it really works. It, it's kind of a fun thing to do at a party. Gets people's attention. And it's often true. It is often true. You I've been to, at parties need, where you've done this, by the way. Yeah, because parties stagnate. you got to keep them moving. The p- parties should continue. Where are you moving yeah. it to? Do you have a location? No, sometimes just down the waterfront or to the golf course. Golf courses are great places to uh, take parties at night. I think people don't utilize golf courses at night well, well enough. I have a story about that I don't have time enough. to tell you. People need to go out. To, I'm a rugged outdoorsman. You are. Uh, yeah, that's yeah. that's something that All people are surprised right by. All you're wearing now is a leather tool belt and a, a daffodil. And some medium johns on my head. You've gingerly laid over your penis. <laughs> Yeah, you have some long Jonathans tied up as some a long kerchief. Jonathans tied around my neck. But uh, that's something I like to do. I think it's fun to stop people, make a speech. If I can have your attention, I like I, the party dies <laughs> if we don't move it along. Okay, so that's a little that practical living like, meter and inch. Who for is you. that raspy voice, cigarette smoking four year old who is <laughs> demanding that we leave? I. Uh... Questions. Let's move it along to maskers. The maskers. Now, I, I just, I'm sorry to interrupt you. I do want to say. Mm, I'm glad you never mentioned this. You should mention this probably. We were talking about this. It's Ask the Maskers. Okay? Ask the Masters. That's what it is. It has nothing to do with masks. We're not wearing masks during the section. It's just let it go. We're not changing it. We've had, I don't know how many goddamn episodes. This is the name of the section. Enough. If another fucking person comes up to me and says, Hi, I'm Gladys. Tell me about this maskers section. Why is it called that I will? I'm not going to slap you, but I'll slap a paper mache head that I made in your likeness. And I carry them with me. Uh... Thank you, TJ. I, I'm glad somebody finally said that. Most of my guests, they don't they don't really get out there and just kind of give those public service announcements. Well, most of, most of your guests are lily-hearted, cowardly lions. <laughs> if there's one thing I won't do to a cowardly lion, it's masturbate it. <laughs> I keep my hand fun for the tin man. Uh, thank you, my friend. <laughs> hey, you know what? Um... And I am so sorry. Please, for the love of God, try the tilapia. <laughs> it is almost rotten. We need to move the rest of the units by Friday. They'll kill me. Uh, this has been Cashing It with this T.J. Miller. This Miller. Thank you so much for having me. We covered so many topics. You guys, so many. And we hope you're enjoying the show. You can always uh, connect with me on Facebook and at not T.J. Miller. My website is T.J. Miller does not have a website.com. I am in Rock of Ages and Seeking a Friend. For the end of the world, find my tour dates. And also, if you see me on the street, come over, try and kick my knees. If you can do it, I'll give you a 50-cent gold piece. Yeah, and, you know, if you feel like TJ's, you know, kind of invading your personal space, just go ahead and call yourself Gladys. I think we've found the hard way it works. Just the, just the mention of the name sends tingles up my goosebumps. <laughs> And he has goosebumps. Let me tell you that right now. Uh, I can see it through my blindfold, even though I opened my one eye. And I can see a single tear go out from under your blindfold, <laughs> up across your blindfold, and down around the other side. 
We enjoyed uh, we enjoyed uh, having you, me and Matt, uh, T.J. Miller. And this well, thanks, has been guys. fantastic. Thanks for having me. I Thank you for back. coming on the show. Uh, I'm at Cash Levy. That's uh, Twitter. That's my Twitter handle. Mm. That's what we call it, the Twitter handle. I have uh, 602 followers, and every single one of them I consider my children. Yeah, yeah. but you call them your friends. Uh, I've been with a lot of women, so it's very possible. <laughs> You've given birth to all these kids are like six hundred and two children, and they're just checking in on me. I'm afraid to, to contact my true father, but I will follow him on Twitter. <laughs> it's weird; some of them are older than me, but yeah. still, we're going to go with it. But all of them will drink airplane juice out of a horse trough. Be careful of the airplane juice. That's our final message. Practical living, modern age. Be careful of the airplane juice. And now, if we stay here. <laughs> The party's gonna die. Now leaving Nerdist.com.